Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Okay, here we are, part two of this Weekend at Kathy's. I hope you enjoyed listening to part one, and if you haven't done that yet, go back and listen to it right now, because you'll get the gist of this little time together that we had sitting around the sofa in my basement, asking questions, talking about tough topics. Hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. Okay, I'm turning it back on because uh, we said we were taking a commercial we lied. Oh, they're blowing their nose. You, uh... Oh, hold on. No, we're going to have it on here. So here's the thing. Um, what I just love you said, Allison. This is blonde hair, Allison. Different oh, from Allison, long, Noah. Long, long blonde. blonde sorry. Long, long, long blonde. They named me. Okay. <laughs> that sounds sketchy. Um, so what I she just said, we don't have money. Are y'all? I hope people are. They're probably like, golly. What have they been drinking? What's wrong? What What is like my bra hanging out or something? Nothing's wrong. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, so we are never doing this again. Sarah just texted me. Are you almost done? It just came through. Okay, um, <laughs> so quickly, we'll move on. So Allison just said we said we'd put it off. We'll put off date nights. Here's the problem. You put off date nights, there's going to be no need to have, have date nights. And I don't mean to sound negative, but I'm serious. It, you don't put attention to, you don't pay attention to your marriage. Somebody else is going to pay attention to your marriage. And I don't mean to threaten you. I don't mean to do anything else. But I will tell you that marriages, gosh, girls, if you believe this is the man that God gave you, and I hope you all do, then you better fight for it, protect it, rock it. And I don't mean it's going to be perfect, but I do mean... I mean, let's even be honest. And I, if your kids are listening, you should mute this because I'm about to say something naughty. But what I will tell you, I had a girl in a Bible study one time, and I'm like, she, we were talking about even sex. And, and she was like, you know, well, here's been my plan always. I'm going to wear my husband out so much, he didn't even have time to think about anything else. And I'm like, oh, well, all right, that's an option. And I'm not <laughs> saying that, you know, but I am saying Marriage can be beautiful and love it and cherish it and make it number one. We make our kids number one. We all do it. We're like, baby, love you, worship you. Almost at some point, and husband's like, dude, wow, she used to do that with me. She used to like worship me. She used to think I was awesome. She wanted to hang out with me. And now pretty much it's like, hey, can you give me the wipes? (laughs) And build me bookshelves. And right. (laughs) And build you bookshelves. And those are great things. But I'm telling you, these men want their women. And you need those men. You need those boys who won you over, who showed up and said, you know what, we're going to do this. This is us. I'm into you. You're into me. It's time. Let's go. But that was kind of hot, right? Wasn't that kind of hot? It was super Mm -hmm. hot. How do you say no to that? Right. And that's what you need to remember. And that's what you need to fight for. You need to go, wow. And already they're all rock stars in my book because they all have said go. I know I'm puking and whatever else in, but go. I know we've got kids that I'm not sure if they're going to be here to go. Well, yeah, we just moved across the country, but sure, pack it up. Pay the money. Fly from Seattle, not rock, go. So I hope you all go home, and on the way, wherever you are, you do something that says to him, whatever their love language is, and you say, you know what? You're number one. 
I love these babies, but you trump. You trump. Man, can you imagine what that will do for your kids? Mm -hmm. To see that. They'd be like, my parents were crazy. They they locked the door all the time. (laughs) (laughs) What's so good about you is you remind us that with our children. We want our children to be vulnerable with us. Yes. But we also want that for our spouses. You do. We want them to be honest with us. Like, if they're struggling with lust, we need to be a safe place for that. So we can also know, hey, look, this is a war. I mean, it's a war for our children. It's a war in our marriages. It's a war all around. And here's the heavy. They're going to have a marriage that you show them. They're going to look for men like the man that's in your home. They're going to be the wife that you are. You're their, you're their ultimate role model to what it looks like. So think about those girls and what are you showing them it looks like. Are you showing them the naggy? Are you sure you're not home? I can't believe you're not home. You said you'd be home at 530. It is 5:38. Why are you not home? I'm done. I'm so done. Well, guess what? I don't know a man on the planet who's like, let me run home to that. I'll just be right there in two seconds. It's true. It's not fun, but it's true. And we do set the temperature gauge for the home. We set it for our kids. We set it for our men. It's just reality. If you're home all the time, you are that. You are that thermostat. You decide if it's icy when they walk in the door. When those kids come to you and want to say something hard, you decide if it's icy. You're going to send them. You're going to rebuke them back, the kid and the husband. Because, dadgummit, you've had enough. You're tired. Man. What we do know about Christ is that he just modeled. He modeled, you know what? No, you don't deserve my love. You are freaking late and I'm exhausted. But somehow I'm going to pull it out of me and I'm going to love you anyway. And what I've seen about most men is they respond really well to that. Because I know me, when somebody shows me grace when I don't deserve it, I don't usually go, all right, I'm going after that again. I'm like so humbled and so like, oh my gosh, I am. let me serve you. What, what I am so... It's not the popular answer. And y'all know I'm a pretty strong girl. I have opinions. But I believe these men, man, they they want their women. And together, y'all can do mighty things for your kids. I don't have it all figured out. You know I don't. And big families, how do you foster and discover hobbies and passions, balance each one, and draw out ones in your introverted kids and your unmotivated kids? You just have to try different things. Be honest. We talked about that some. You have to just watch. I mean, just watch as much as you can when they're little. Um, Pay attention to their conversations. If they ask questions, dare to answer them. Help them. Instead, Instead of answering them, just get curious and ask another question. You know, what do you think? How should we do that? You know, what do you think we should do? They'll let you know, most likely. I mean, it's amazing. I remember John Michael's obsessed with tornadoes. And I'm like, wow, what is the deal with that? You know, but just you just keep going with whatever it is, and it might hit a dead end, or it might keep going and become their profession. So you have to do that. Hobbies, and, or start where you are. It's funny, kids will often, if you love golf, and you want to take them on, they might, it might become their new favorite thing because it is something they did with you. Again, even birds and bird watching and flowers. I tell it all the time. My mom, huge, loves birds, loves flowers. I love birds and flowers. I know it's because of my mom. So that's not education, but as an example, it was just I so enjoyed. She'd talk about it all the time, and she always had the most beautiful garden. I love that. And birds were everywhere, and bird feeders were everywhere. And so for me, it was just something I carried on, but it started with her. It wasn't just in me. 
I know it started with her. So some of their hobbies might start because of you. So if there's something you're really interested in, cooking is the natural with you, Jordan, or whatever it is, they might come along with that. I'm busting through because we're already at 40 minutes. And y'all are tired. Sarah's tired. She's hungry. Peaches are waiting. Oh, and snow, oh, snow cone, Sarah. She's upstairs. What is your... <laughs> she does not want to hear the sex talk again. What is your wisdom on how to balance, how to balance meeting the needs of both toddlers and teenagers? Haha, <laughs> Kendall, I love you. Different, right? The problem is toddlers usually need you in the morning. Teenagers need you in the middle of the night. So good naps whenever you can get them. Um, really, I mean that because it does seem you don't know, but your toddlers like to show up at midnight. That's when they like to, I mean, your toddlers, well, them too, your teenagers, at midnight, and they want to talk then. So um, you don't, you can't do it all. I'm not saying be the Duggars and, like, just totally turn over a kid to one of the teenagers, but you do have to have them help you. And that is okay. Setting up things that, like what feel fills a toddler is not always you, but it is sensory input. So having good things for them, that fills them up as well. Um, your teenagers, they need you. Like I can't say this enough with your teenagers. They need you. They need you to be available. And they will recognize when you're not. So if they come to you and they need to talk, be very careful about saying not right now because they might not want to try again. So be very available to them. What available looks like for toddlers, it might be while you're talking to the teenager, the toddler's in your lap looking at a book or having Play-Doh in a bag or something. You might have to do that when you've got that big broad range. I guess you're probably the only one. You have a little bit of that range as well. It's hard. I'll tell you it's hard. But for me, I always just kind of said our family's different. I didn't pretend we were only two kids. I mean, we had all different ranges, and everybody knew, you know, we're just all going to have to some days pitch in. Everybody's love tank won't necessarily be filled every day. So don't think you're a failure if at the end of the day you think, gosh, F didn't get it. She didn't get it today. There is tomorrow. It, every single day, they don't have to get every single thing. But they do have to get it at some point in a close proximity of time. So within a week, make sure you've had that time. But there are going to be days you go to bed and you go, God. I mean, there are days I'm like, I didn't even see Jackson today. I didn't even see him because he's working, he's at football, he drives. He showed up after I went to bed. And that's, that is normal. But if tomorrow I don't make an extra effort because I know that, that's where I feel I failed. So because of that, I know the next day I need to pour into this. If you've missed something, just do a little check. Man, I need to make sure I'm intentional today. Give that little two-year-old some sugar time and some brown bear 40 times and all that <laughs> stuff that they need. And two, that'll help. But fostering those relationships between your kids is essential, too, because I mean, you're just one relationship and... Someday we're not going to be here. Oh, stop it. We are, too. We're never going to be here. The gift of a sibling. The, the gift, gift yeah. of family that will show up and take care of mom when she's got Alzheimer's. <laughs> whatever it is, like, those, are, those are precious things, too. I remember clearly telling that to one of my boys from Guatemala. Um, they were not happy about something about their siblings. And I remember saying, you know what, in the end, that's who you have first. That's who you have. People will leave you. They, your siblings don't do it as easily. You need to count on them. But other people, they will leave you quickly. I mean, if you mess something, you make someone mad, 
you know what? So they've got to be second. Your siblings have to be your priority after your parents. So we, we fight for siblings around here. I'm a big fan of them being kind to their siblings and not choosing friends. How do I move towards a teenager that is rebellious? And um, I pray none of you have that, but you do have to move towards them. You got to get where they are. You got to get messy. You got to have the tough conversations. I, I remember I am um, super, this is a super share. I asked a kid, I had heard that some of his friends had smoked weed. And, uh, it, it was interesting, so we had a conversation about it, and what, I loved what he said. He goes, Mom, I'm not going to BS you because you're the mom that goes after it, and you won't stop till you get the real answer. <laughs> so we had this beautiful, honest conversation about his friends and some things that had been going on, and I loved that. I love that that's what he thought about me, and he's right. I'm kind of like, I'm a bulldog when it comes to my kids, and they know that. I will bust anyone who gets in the way of me and my kids. I don't care who they are, and the kids know that. I, if you want to see me lose my junk, you mess with my kids. And by messing with my kids, I mean you try to pull them into some drugs or you try to pull them into some of that junk, you will see me lose it like a mother. But that's drawing near my kids. They, see, they really do see it that way. And, and the disadvantage you have and that I had with some of my kids is we didn't get to do that from birth. And I will tell you, you've got to lean into them. And the ugly from the time they're little. So that when the ugly looks different as teenagers, they'll be willing to lean into you. But for those of us who got kids at 16, at 18, at 23, it's harder to do that. So those are going to have to be times where sometimes the words look like, buddy, I love you anyway. I'm here for you. I know you don't get it. We have boundaries. The boundaries are clear. But never... If you go out of those boundaries, will you be unloved? And at some point it clicks. It really does. And if it doesn't, and I, I mean it has in my world. I can't guarantee that it has in my world. If it doesn't, then that is where we have to trust. That is where faith comes in, that we still follow and we still do. All, all we can do is control us, and that's what leaning in looks like. You don't want to lean to them. I'll tell you, when your teenagers are a hot mess, you want to run the other way <laughs> and knock them down in the process. Um, what wisdom can you share for launching your children from homeschool, home after homeschooling high school? Gosh, Kendall, you're asking the tough questions. <laughs> I'm not answering any more of yours. Um, I tell you, launching is hard. I, launching in general. It's not homeschool kids. Kids are launching later. Have you seen this? Have you seen kids pretty much living with their parents until they're 30? I've told my kids that's not an option. <laughs> my home is not available um, for that long. They can stay here. Grace the other day, she said, cute, right at 18. She's like, am I going to get to live here for a while? And I'm like, well, of course you are. You know, she goes like, when do you think you'll make me move out? I'm like, well, sooner rather than later. But like, you know, in, in your early 20s. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, I know for sure. We don't have this hard, fast rule. It's not like every kid must move out by 22. Or I, I just am never a believer in that. And we have to look at every kid differently. So they will launch at different times. John Michael launched, he had a gap year, and then he went to Vermont. And he decided a couple years in that he was just going to start paying his own way. 
because he didn't want to move home. His dad was starting to pull him back to Georgia, and he didn't want to. So he just said, you know, I'm going to get a job. He's on a work-study scholarship, but I'm going to get a job and pay my own way. And he has. It's been shocking, my little boy. And he's done it. He's just bought a girl a ring himself, and he's proposed. He he launched himself, basically. Right? Um, that was fabulous. I'm going to have to kick some of them out. <laughs> and I'm okay with that, too. It depends on the kid. There's no hard, fast rule. What I will say is that I will help them in every way, reach whatever that is that helps them launch. Um, our kids, everybody does it differently. There's no right away. The way we handle it, cars, they get their own car. They contribute a third of that. They have to pay 2000 Their dad pays 2000 I pay 2000 They get about a $6,000 car when they start, and they've got to do that. We'll loan them the money, or they can pay it up front. We've had one kid pay it up front. He'll probably launch, launch sooner than the others. Some are paying it, missing payments, have to be reminded, have to have some late payments. You know, so every kid is different. There's no expertise on that. But I will say that um, while I don't necessarily say you can move back in at any time, this is always going to be a safe haven for them. I hope it always is, and I hope they want to run home. Yeah. All right. We're almost done. We are almost done, Sarah. They want snow cones. We're going to do one more question. My kids fight constantly. Constantly. Oh, it's you. And I yes. feel like I'm always mediating. It's exhausting. Exhausting. Sarah, what do we do about kids fighting? Where are you? We talk it out. <laughs> well, they're three. They're three. So here it is. We're going to role play it. I've said it to several of you. This has been a common question. You've got to be you, Mr. Rogers. Go watch Daniel Tiger. I hear he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's so good. You've got to be their words. You've got to even be their feelings. You've got to say, wow, I see you're angry. Tell me what happened. She took my toy. Oh, well, you took her toy. Look how angry your sister is. What can you do to make it better? I can hit her. Will that make you feel better? Nope. Nope. What can you do to make it feel better? I can give it back. Would that make you feel better? Yes. There you go. End of story. Don't take it on for 14 years. <laughs> next day, they fight. Or next minute, they fight again. Um, oh, wow. You're sad. Look at your tears. What happened? She said she's not inviting me to her birthday party. Did you say that? Yes, I hate her. How does that make you feel? Sad. You're sobbing. Do you like it when your sister's sad? Yes, I hate her. <laughs> what can we do to make it better? Hug her. Do you want to hug? No, I hate her. What can you do to make it better? Tell her I'm sorry. Will that help? And in that, you will see emotions calm just in that. Mm -hmm. You teach them things like big belly breaths if they just can't even calm down. First, you've got to diffuse the situation before you do that. Mm -hmm. So you will role model this out. I told the story about Sarah and Grace earlier. Sarah and and Grace, they've never really gotten along. They they looked as if they were besties earlier. They've never been. They're very different girls. They're, They're sisters, but they're very different girls. We've tried to do that. Recently, the girls, one said something nasty to the other. I didn't step in. And they went, I'm so sorry I said that. And I was like, it's okay. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry for saying that. And I went, did that just happen? (laughs) I promise. It's hard. It's a pain in your side to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I'm not going to make light of it. It is exhausting. Is that normal for them to fight? Because sometimes they just want to tease them. Kids. Of course you do. Of course you do. It's completely normal for kids to fight, your kids to yeah. fight. my. But if you can help them navigate that, 
go back to the marriage thing, you're going to do wonders for their spouse. Their spouse is going to write you thank you notes <laughs> because they, I'm not, exa- I'm not kidding because they will be able to work out the problems. You will have conflict. Do you know our kids aren't learning con- pro- conflict mm-hmm. resolution because of devices? Nobody gets ticked off. They don't even have to share toys anymore. They have their own device. They can, they don't have to work that out. So how else are they going to learn to work that out if you don't help them navigate it? The other thing is you watch yourself with your friends and how you treat your friends, talk about your friends, handle your friends. You watch yourself talking about your spouse to your friends. They hear everything. Their ears are so ninja powerful. Sarah can pick up. She's probably heard everything we said while she was two flights. I mean, who knows? They hear it all. So be careful because you're role modeling conflict resolution. Tiny side note, someone told me about the big belly breaths yes. to give them a balloon, yes. and it could cause laughter, and yeah. good if it does, but an uh, actual tangible thing Yes, yeah, and it is, and laughter is amazing. Yeah. It's hard to laugh when they're beating up their sibling, <laughs> and they're angry, but sometimes I like try to outdo them. Like, I try to have a bigger tantrum than they do. <laughs> totally done that before. Uh, yeah, I totally have to. And they will they will start laughing, and it diffuses it. So think of diffusers. Like, what are diffusers? Laughter is a diffuser. Belly breaths are a diffuser. Even talking out is a diffuser. Sometimes you have to physically separate them before you can even come back and talk about it. You do. If they're in the middle of, like, beating the crap out of each other, you've got to, like, just stop the situation. Christy, Christy joined us. I'm sure your name's coming up after the last podcast we did. Um, anything you want to add on fighting? No, nope. I think it's good. It's good. All right, so we've been an hour on this podcast. We're probably going to have to split it up into two. Um, I, I wish I, we have time. We'll talk about it if you want them. But I, I do quickly will say this. How do you know when to push your child? We did talk about that a little bit. Um, be careful. Often when pushing, it usually goes the wrong way. That's what I'll say. There's time. There's place. Go back to middle school. Middle school, middle school, middle school, middle school, middle school. Anything else that you have to know that we put on the podcast that you think people need to know before we go? Before Sarah makes us snow cones. Kathy is amazing. Oh, my gosh. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, um, this is Kendall. I haven't really said much. You haven't. I've just been crying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that... This episode would just be, we'd be very remiss if I didn't just stop and all of us just tell you thank you. Yeah, for real. For this gift. Mm -hmm. Um, Just seeing you in your home and welcoming us in, just the gift of hospitality Mm -hmm. and just um, really being the the hands and feet of Christ to us this weekend Mm -hmm. has been amazing to see the the principles that we just kind of grab onto in these conventions and in our interactions with you, but to see them lived out, even mm-hmm. with your big kids here, just meeting yeah. your family has been an honor. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a precious gift that um, I'm just really thankful for. You're so welcome. Y'all got to yeah. stop crying. This is stupid. <laughs> I'm the gift cry. of real life advice, grace, and example. Yeah. Um, Well, please don't leave that out because Sarah will be the first to tell you. Far from perfect, mom. Far from perfect. Christy will be the first to tell you. She far from perfect, mom. Hot mess. Example of God's grace. It it is God's grace, but but you can't 
like, you can't walk away and think anything else of us. Because if you do, then we failed. We have failed. I'll tell you, both of us are similar in the fact that we will go to the death for our kids. And that, Sarah, do you know that's true? To the death. Do I mess up sometimes? <laughs> that was a big nod, yes. A big nod. Do I lose it sometimes? Yeah, I do. Um, hopefully, I always apologize. I, we, um, I'll say that, too. Don't be afraid to say you're sorry to your kids. It will mean huge things, because if you don't say you're sorry, then they're going to think you have this tone and this attitude of perfection that they have to then have that standard. And that's just you modeling again. Like, if you don't show them how to fall down and get back up again, then how do they learn how to do it? Um, thank you, Kendall. You have been a lady of few words. That's a question. I, that is, that's awesome. I'm not, I wish I was. I talk way too much. I usually do. So when my sister Casey, hey, Case. Hi, Casey. Hi, Casey. Hey, you're welcome to be here. Oh, wait, it's almost oh, over. <laughs> oh, sorry. I meant to say that yesterday. Um, I usually am. I usually speak too much, and I just felt, yeah, the Lord telling me now. I just, just quiet. That's impressive. And listen. I love that you listen to that because I, I don't listen enough. I, um, something working on be uh, quick to listen and slow to speak, and that is not my gift. And so I love that you listened and did that. And uh, I've learned so much from all of you. I've loved getting to know you. Such a fun, fun thing to get to know your little personality, sassy Missy over there. That I got all of you our time on the swing today. Our moments uh, yesterday. All of us have had a few precious moments, and I've loved that. And there's still time if we haven't, because we're going to go. Have snow All, cones. We're going to have snow cones and peaches and ice cream and maybe something else. We'll see y'all later. <laughs> Thanks for Bye. listening. Bye. 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 All these girls. See y'all. Okay, now that I'm crying, listening to these amazing women share their thoughts and encouraging words about being in my house. Uh, wow. It was such a fabulous weekend. You know what, if you don't have people in your life that you can be vulnerable with, that you can encourage, that you can ask the tough questions, talk about the tough topics, I just pray that you find those people. Find your group. It doesn't have to be a big group. You don't need a lot of people. You just need a small circle, people to come around you and support you. Parenting is hard. Marriages are hard. Life is hard. We need each other. We don't need each other to compare, to criticize. We need people around us who will encourage us, who will lift us up, who will support us, who will be there for us. So I hope you find those people. These women are amazing. I think they formed a friendship that will last forever. It has been fabulous to watch. I love the different personalities that came together. As I said before, didn't know one another. They were willing to jump in and and Jeff and I were talking. We wish we could have taken a picture of them when they walked in the door, nervous. And then when they left, in fact, that's a Marco Polo notification that just came through. We've started a Marco Polo group. It's a video uh, texting, basically, of these women they share with one another. So all day, these little Marco Polo notifications are coming in where they're encouraging one another. It's fabulous. Thank you to all the ladies that were here. You were amazing. I appreciate all of you. Kendall and Allison and Allison. We had two Allisons. So that's where the Allison tall, blonde and short chocolatier Allison, they all came in. And Jordan and Haley and Jill and Elizabeth and Carrie and Rachel. 
Did I get them all? Did I get all nine? I probably forgot someone. I hope I didn't. And Christy came. And it was such a good weekend. Loved it so much. So glad y'all came. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you have a great week. Go find your people. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.